It's the last call podcast with Chris Michaels. I'm brilliant. You're brilliant. We're all fuzzballs. And this is going to be really, really quick with almost zero show prep because I've got things to do tonight. Uh, United Airlines. Remember those schmucks that decided to basically put every one of their workers on unpaid leave if they did not have any COVID shots in them well starting on march 28th they say oh ha ha let's just forget about the whole thing and if you're unvaccinated you can just come back to work no questions asked that's right kirk lamarker or lie marker lie matcher whatever his name is vice president of human resources said the change was due to the plunge in COVID-19 cases and hospitalizations across the country. These changes suggest that the pandemic is beginning to meaningfully recede. As a result, we're confident we can safely begin the process of returning our RAP employees to their jobs. So what does this mean? It means that this guy is a moron and he was told that if you don't change this policy, you're going to face a severe manpower shortage worse than you're already going through. And legally, you don't have a leg to stand on with all of this because once the CDC decided to change how it collected the data on COVID and all miraculously all of COVID went away overnight, uh, then they really don't have anything to say other than, please, I hope you come back to work, because we probably made a huge mistake with the whole thing. Speaking of a huge mistake, we are finding out the massive, massive amount of fraud and criminality that occurred last November for the election. Just the news came out with the top 20 Ballot bombshells and irregularities of 2020. Number one, foreign intrusion. We knew about that. Alleged bribery. Big deal. Illegal ballot harvesting in Wisconsin. Yes, we knew about that. Bad voter signatures. 50,000 Arizonan ballots called into question. And on and on and on we can go. Nursing home fraud. Illegal harvesting. Uneven enforcement of election laws. Illegal exemptions for voter ID. We don't want to see it. Just as long as you vote, we don't care. That's what went on. I think a lot more is going to happen because we found out also that Durham, everybody remember Durham? He was the one that was supposed to investigate what happened with Russiagate. He's now looking into the Democrat National Committee's email leaks, otherwise known as the WikiLeaks thing, the whole deal with John Podesta and Hillary Clinton's emails being posted all over WikiLeaks. Democrat operative Seth Rich, who supposedly was the one that handed over the data to WikiLeaks, was found shot dead. Around the block, you had a whole bunch of MS-13 gang members also shot dead with bullets in their heads. So what does this look like to me? It looks like somebody hired MS-13 gang members to attack and kill Seth Rich. Then somebody else, whoever hired them, decided to kill the hitmen. That way there are no witnesses and nobody knows anything else beyond that. Of course, if you go back into the Wayback Machine, you find out that Seth Rich was supposedly 
murdered due to a botched robbery. That's right, except everything on Seth Rich was left on him. He still had his wallet, watch, everything else. Nobody took a thing from him. So what really happened, he was probably the one that leaked all of that data to WikiLeaks, not the Russians. And we already know that. You're a, you're a brain-dead idiot if you can't put that together. But that watch out for that. That's coming out. It's going to be very, very important. Another person that's supposed to be very important is none other than Kabbala Harris. Kamala Harris is over there in Poland. She's trying to even all the things out. Now, here's the funny thing about Poland. So this whole time, the West and the United States, they're out there saying, oh, poor little Ukraine, we need to arm those Nazis. We need to arm all of the neo-Nazis that we backed up for years and years and years. So what do we need to do? So Poland comes out and says, we're going to give the Ukraine all of our old MiG-29s for free. No problem whatsoever. Just take them. The United States said, oh, Goodness, that's a surprise to us. And then an hour later, nope, we're not going to give those planes to the Ukrainians. Why? Because the United States doesn't want to escalate the situation in the Ukraine any more than it already has. Basically, what the United States wants to do is they want to take out all of their bio labs. They want to take out all of their weapons of mass destruction before the Russians can get their hands on them. So the United States is attempting to look as pure as the wind-driven snow, when in reality, the United States is up to its eyeballs. The United States is filthy in the Ukraine. So Kabbalah Harris went over there, doesn't know where she is. She didn't know if she was on the she tried to say, oh, we're in Poland on the eastern flank. I mean, northern flank. And she fumbles around. She has no idea where Poland is on a map. Never mind where her brains are. She says, I want to be very clear. The United States and Poland are united in what we have done and prepared to help Ukraine and the people of Ukraine full stop. First problem, Miss Harris, is that it's called the Ukraine, not Ukraine. Second... After she got out of Poland, all of a sudden, the European Union slaps sanctions on Hungary and Poland. Now, why would they slap sanctions on Hungary and Poland? Because Poland basically called out NATO. They said, oh, you really want to escalate all of this? You really want to pump in all of these weapons to the Ukraine? No problem. We'll do one step more. We will give them MiG-29s, and they could just take them for free. Now, the issue with that is Poland is part of NATO, and if NATO gives those planes to the Ukrainians, we can almost be assured that the Ukrainians do not know how to fly those planes, and they need training. So if those planes were in the air more than likely it would be flown, or those planes would be flown by Polish, uh, Polish uh, contractors. So it would be NATO members flying those planes, shooting down Russian planes. You can't have that kind of thing happen. That's basically NATO declaring war on Russia via Polish proxy. So Poland called them out and said, no problem, take the planes. And then everyone went, whoa, whoa, hey, hey, we didn't really mean it. We don't mean it that bad. Ha ha, we're going to sanction you. So that's what really went on there. Now, 
As you know, I have been on the side of leaning towards Russia being more justified than not to do what it's doing to beat up some Nazis and also take out American-backed biological weapons programs and uh, also finding out where the United States is pumping their money in to create weapons of mass destruction on the nuclear scale. You find out a lot of that in foreign media that they're taking old fuel rods from Chernobyl and uh, the other power plant in there and basically giving the Ukrainians blueprints on how to create nuclear devices, uh, the ones that explode. So um, the Russian Defense Ministry has been coming out with daily briefings, and they are releasing more and more details on what they're finding about the illegal programs that the United States set up all over the Ukraine. And they've requested an audience in front of the United Nations on March 11th. So I suspect that's going to be the big moment where Russia goes in front of everybody and says, this is what we found, and we would really like the United States to explain itself, because the United States is turning into one of the most dangerous, unhinged global actors on the international stage. Please remit. So we found out today that they are looking into a number of projects. Project number one is called UP4. And this was implemented with the participation of laboratories in Kiev, Kharkov, and Odessa, and was designed for a period up to 2020. So it looks like this could have been already dismantled before the invasion, or I shouldn't say that, before the incursion. Uh, Its purpose was to study the spread of dangerous pathogens through migrating birds, including H5N1 flu, bird flu, and uh, which normally, not normally, but if it really goes into humans, it has a 50% mortality rate. It's also, uh, they also researched what they called Newcastle disease. Now, I don't know what that is because I didn't do any show prep. So they were trying to infect birds with H5N1 using those birds and their migratory patterns. What does that mean? They infect the birds in the Ukraine. They know that the birds travel to Russian territory during certain months, whether that's winter or summer, probably summer. And so when those birds fly around humans, they infect the humans. That's what they were studying. That's what the United States was studying and creating. Uh, 145 biological species were studied for this project. And two species of migratory birds were identified. Project R781. They, guess what? They were studying how carriers or a, a specific species of animal would fare as a carrier of biological weapons. That animal being the bat. Doesn't that sound familiar? So they were studying how bats could transport biological weapons. And just like yesterday, if those biological weapons are based upon genetics, those bats would probably be going after uh, Slavics or Russians. It's also... It's also uh, noteworthy that these bats were being studied along the Black Sea coast and the Caucasus Mountains. So they were also being studied in Georgian biological laboratories. 
And these laboratories were controlled by Virginia Polytechnic Institute and also the U.S. Geological Survey. So you have no idea where this money is coming from because the, the Pentagon and the United States federal government covers it all up and gives various agencies different funding so that nobody can really trace it back unless you've got a whiteboard, uh, some pins, and string. Project UP8 was aimed at studying the Congo-Crimean hemorrhagic fever virus and hantaviruses in the Ukraine. Now, this thing is dangerous. Now, this also basically says that the United States is creating uh, biological weapons, and they are terrorists. That's essentially what that would state if they can prove it, if they can release all of the documents. Right now, they're saying they found this stuff, but we have to really prove it. The analysis of the obtained materials confirms the transfer of more than 140 containers with ectoparasites of bats, fleas, and ticks from the biolab in Kharkov abroad. So they're, tr- they're doing all this stuff in the Ukraine, then transporting it around the world. I wonder if one of the places they transported this stuff to was Wuhan. There was another uh, thing that came out. This is from, where is this from? This is from Sputnik, but it's a, it's a pictorial thing here that was released by the, uh, the Russian government. Uh, it's basically... Um, a what the United States was trying to use here. Objectives of this one lab of emerging viral coronavirus, phyloviruses, paroxymoviruses, orthomyxoviruses, and lysoviruses, bacterials, pathogens important for human and animal health and bats in the Ukraine and Georgia, investigating how landscape biodiversity changes influence the relative composition of endemic viral and bacterial agents in bats population. Basically, if bats travel around certain areas, whether you're going into like the woods or a rural area like farmland or in urban areas like towns and cities, do bats maintain their livelihoods? Are they able to survive as much in the wild as they are in urban areas? And if so... Do those biological agents that we injected them with maintain their virility, so how spreadable are they, in an urban environment compared to the wild? So do the bats get more healthy in the wild, or are they uh, just as contagious as uh, urban bats? That's what also they were doing. Another thing that the United States government was studying in the Ukraine was bird migration. And they mapped it all out. They show all the mapping of where everything is done. They used poultry, uh, and they used also ducks. Um, and they tracked the ducks where they would travel from the Ukraine. And they, they the map that they show that they released goes uh, all throughout Russia, Moscow, Siberia, up into the Baltic states and Germany and northern Italy. So these bats go all all over the place. And that's what they're studying here. This is not not something that you can just sweep under the rug if they can present this. Because this this paints the United States in such a negative way and makes the United States the penultimate hypocrite on the world stage. For anybody that is truly surprised by this... 
you do not know exactly where you live if you live in the United States because they do this kind of thing all the time. And what makes it even worse is that these programs were implemented by none other than the EcoHealth Alliance, which is the money laundering firm for or l- money laundering non-governmental organization for the CIA and the NIH headed by none other than Dr. Fauci. Wouldn't it be a hoot if the Russians uncover evidence of the development of COVID-19 spike proteins and also find the money for that and trace it back to the EcoHealth Alliance and ultimately Dr. Fauci? That would be stunning because that means that the United States not only developed COVID-19, but they released it. That's going to be it for me. This is the Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels. As always, like me and share me and do whatever else you like. And I will be back next week. I promise you I am going to start looking into alternative forms of social media and maybe even set up an account on Rumble so that you could see my glorious features anytime you like.